0: excited about our particular guest for the day. Uh, We have uh, Norma Shmellick here to uh, do the pre-service chat. And uh, Norma is uh, our office administrator, so Norma makes sure that everything runs smoothly and beautifully over the course of time. And uh, this is Norma's favorite thing that she has ever done in her entire life. Uh, (laughs) Norma just delights and loves the spotlight all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should come with a disclaimer for what comes out of my mouth, because I walked in the door this morning and completely blanked, so I apologize ahead of time if I ramble a lot.
0: So this could be like Norma unfiltered. This could be fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be like a, a delightful time. We're going to have a great It's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Norma, a lot of people know you from sort of seeing you or talking to you on the phone. Uh, they kind of know you in sort of a, a vague sense, maybe, but just tell us a bit about how did you come to know Jesus? What have been some significant spaces along the journey for you of... Um, yeah life and walking with him.
1: Well, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I was raised in the Anglican Church, so infant baptism, confirmation at thirteen, and then promptly walked away as a teenager. <laughs> um, I still went to church with my parents, but it wasn't real or anything like that. What
0: was it that kind of made that shift for you again? like so you worked through the process, you did the confirmation. But what was it that just didn't resonate or didn't connect with you to kind of maintain that sort of heart sense of connection for you?
1: Um, You know, I'm not really sure. It was, Mm -hmm. I think it was like just a gradual, I just, I don't know. Um, There wasn't any particular event or or, um, particular thing that made me question my faith at all. Um, Mm -hmm. My parents were were huge in their, their faith, um, very staunch isn't the right word, but they were very- um, Devoted? Yes, very devoted. Um, the Bible was everything to my dad. And um, after I graduated, my sisters hauled me to Fort Nelson it's, it's the destination
0: of choice, Norma. We, we both have lived there. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's actually quite a few of us in the room right now that lived in Fort Nelson, and they all understand. <laughs> um, and then I definitely was not walking with the Lord there. Um, I met Darren, and we start got engaged and started doing um, premarital counseling mm-hmm. with Ken Siemens, Lovely man. Um <clears throat> didn't really didn't really affect me too much faith wise. Um and then Darren went back to church and, and um <laughs> I'm throwing you under the bus, Darren, sorry. <laughs> um and he tried, you know to drag me back kicking and screaming, and we all know how that works. <laughs> you,
0: you love being forced into things now, right? A, uh. Yes,
1: I do. As you all well know, note me sitting up here. <laughs> um, and then my sister, well, both my sisters left Fort Nelson and left me there. Um, my one sister, Wendy, moved to Edmonton, and she was like, hey, Norma, let's go skydiving. I was like, all right, I'm in. So. Um, I went down there for what was supposed to be the weekend and went skydiving with her. And I don't know if anybody in here has ever been skydiving, but it's quite the experience. Um, you get your, whatever, three, four hours of training. And then um, they stick you in a plane and up you go. There was four of us. Um, one of my sister's coworkers, my sister, my friend who was her nanny at the time and me. And I was... Let's just say there was much less of me then than there is now. So I was the last out of the plane, and anybody that knows me knows that there's no way I was going to chicken out after everybody else went. So there I was climbing out on the wing of an airplane, and you actually have to physically climb out. And then you have to do this, and that's one of the hardest things in my life I've ever done because the trust thing, is just like it's insane, and you're giving somebody else control because he's holding that um, initial sh- little shoot that opens. I can't remember what it's called because I'm drawing a blank now. The shoot, the one that yeah, opens. and so he lets that go, and he has to let it go at the right time, and you have to trust the guy that packed your shoot that you've never seen before, and there's all this trust stuff that comes about, and I just remember those six seconds of free fall before my chute opened up. I was just going, Please God, please God, please God, please God. <laughs> and then my chute opened up and it was like all of a sudden silence and peace and the birds are flying by me and it was like I heard this voice in my head say, See, you can trust me and I went, Oh, alrighty then. <laughs> and then oh, um, I can't remember how long it takes to get down from three thousand feet. And as I got to the bottom, between when Wendy jumped and Sherry jumped, the wind shifted, so they changed their drop zone. And then between Sherry and me, she switched back again, and they didn't change their drop zone. And so I'm coming in, about to go into my full flare to land, and there's a barbed wire fence. And I don't know anybody going at a barbed wire fence at, like, 28, kilometers an hour and there's nothing between you and the barbs those barbs don't look this big they look this big anyway hit the fence and ended up an emergency and um, I was fine and it was like see trust me I know best and I went back to Fort Nelson and went back to church (laughs) and here I am (laughs) Um, I actually uh like I said before, I was baptized as an infant and so I really struggled. Um with getting baptized again. Um, I know there's people in here that that um I know the same thing. Um it felt like a slap in my parents' faith. Um because I knew that, sorry. Mm-hmm. Was't going to do this?: It's okay anyway I felt like I was slapping my parents in the face, but it was just um, an obedience thing that I needed to do, and so I decided that I was going to do it, and I actually I don't know, is Lyle here. Lyle and Sib and I were all baptized the same day in Fort Nelson before the Nelsons left. Um, He was the pastor there then. And yeah, here I am. Mm. This is me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's really exciting, I think, to see over the course of time, even over the years that we've known each other, back from Fort Nelson all the way through, (laughs) um, to see how God continues to grow and to expand that sense of trust that you have in him. And again, how he keeps really gently guiding you through the journey to say, will you trust me with this part and this and this, and to see the courage that you continue to have to to keep saying yes to him and to keep on stepping out. I just really admire that in you. I think it's really uh, thank you, an amazing part of the journey.
1: <laughs> trust comes hard for me, actually. Yeah. It's something, well, you know from my staff reports, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I'm constantly working on. Yeah. So I like to do it myself, my way. <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> you never noticed that, have you? Oh, no, never, 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 come across that. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody yeah. knows that about me.
0: <laughs> and over the course of the last year, what have been some of the significant ways that Jesus has met with you or the ways that he's revealing himself to you? Or what's he's been, what has he been oh, teaching you over the course man. of the last couple of years?
1: The last year and a half has been wild. Um, I know for the first, what was it? Three and a half months of COVID when we were shut down. I was in this building by myself. And I had a lot of time to um, reflect on things and spend time with God. And He, uh, yeah, constantly again working with the whole trust thing, you know, with my kids not, well, some of my kids not at home, and then all of them were home. (laughs) And um, my mom in Manitoba, and she was in lockdown and had just lost her dog and was by herself and um again the whole trust thing and he's really um there goes my blank mind again, <laughs> sorry. But he's really um proven to me that I can trust him and and um I really grown I think that way the most. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And my prayer life is is um, is much different now, like my own personal prayer life than uh, than it used to be. It's a journey. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. But yeah, so I don't know if I answered your question. See, I'm rambling. I told you. You're doing great. (laughs) You're doing awesome. One of the other
0: interesting things I find with you, Norma, is, again, the ways that you're gifted, again, you're gifted administratively. One of the things you're tremendous at is just being there to support people and care for them and help them. And you don't like the spotlight. This is like, as Norma was coming up the stairs, she looked at me and said, I hate you right now. Uh, and so it's just kind of- Just a little bit. I
1: said a little bit. <laughs> because this is not your idea
0: of fun. Um, but again, with your gifting being more behind the scenes, uh, what are some of the things that have helped you to step into that and feel confident? Again, I realize the intensity for you. If you work in an environment where most of the rest of us on staff spend a lot of time up front, you strengthen and help us and support us. And I think sometimes there's been that struggle to feel like what you give is as valuable as what we give. But I've really seen you step into more confidence and unique gifting that God's given to you. What have been some of the things that have helped you along the way to realize that your gifting is as important as mine uh, in the way that you serve the life of the church as a whole?
1: See, this is the one that I completely blanked on when I walked through the door, Andrew. <laughs> you know, I don't really know. It's just like a growth thing that, that um, especially in the last year when so much of it was behind the scenes, mm-hmm. that um, I realized that the stuff I do does count more than just answering the phone or doing the newsletter or um, yeah it was a little different it, it was a little different because there was so much of it that wasn't just here <laughs> you know, talking to people and and listening to their stories and um hopefully helping them make it through the last however many months um, but and even being in here alone, it was there was so much of it that I had to do because there was nobody else here that it just, yeah, I don't know, it just made me realize that I'm more than the one that answers the phone. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yep, and you do a tremendous job at the things that you do and I think I've loved seeing the last couple years how um, just the unique gifting that God has given you to be a part of his presence to people and mercy and care and compassion has just really come out and you just have a a tremendous gift to be present and to love and to care, uh, along with all the other things that you do and you are remarkably funny. Um, And so it's always a good time. But thank you so much, Norma, just for all of who you are, for what you do. Thank you for your willingness to come up here and to share some of your story. I know it's been impactful and meaningful uh, for many people as well. So thanks for being willing. Willing? (laughs) There was no forcing involved.
1: You're you're a very hard person to say no to. (laughs) Sherry and I have discussed it.
0: But thanks anyway. But. <laughs>